Hello and welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. I met Samantha Fish when she was about 19 years old, just starting to play in public at local Kansas City venues and jams. We've stayed in touch and connected over the years, and it's been alternately terrifying and gratifying to see her trajectory into the international music stratosphere. Not content to be labeled solely as a blues or rock artist, she's constantly evolving and experimenting with multiple genres, collaborating with some of the best the music industry has to offer. The Heartland music community is very proud to claim her as one of our own, and she's poised for a long and storied career. She remains very humble and willing to help her local community radio station, 90.1 FM KKFI, as she did in this interview during a recent pledge drive. Locked and loaded and back out on the road, Samantha Fish is following her American dream. Someone who is not going to get a C-minus rating... (laughs) Is the young lady who's joining me now on the air. This is uh, Samantha Fish. Hello. Good morning. Are you in the Kansas City area right now? Are you home in New Orleans? Where are you? No, I'm actually, we just started our tour, so we're heading towards Springfield, Missouri right now. Well, that's close by. That's not Europe or the East Coast or or something like that. I know. You have been locked down like everybody else. You are getting back out on the road to tour. I asked you to come on today, not only because I consider you a friend and you're someone from Kansas Kansas City that's doing great things in the music business. You probably got your radio start on KKFI, and I thought maybe I would ask you just to share any story you might have or, or any words of support that you might have for this little 100,000-watt blowtorch. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been um, having a really good relationship with you guys for years and years, but, you know, with you especially, you know, I love your show, and there's several other DJs up there that, that have been really good to me over the years, Turkey and, and Luscious Lynn, a bunch of just a bunch of well, I, I I've had a you know, great relationship I think my, my favorite memory coming up to KKFI was coming up there with Albert Castilla and Frank Hick and we came and, and sat in the studio and did an interview and it was my first time really meeting Albert and I was really really young I mean I think I was probably 19 18 years old so yeah I've, I've been coming around you guys for, for a long time and I think that was probably the first time I saw you too you were about 19 was it was it Pickerings was that the name of the place oh my gosh with uh, Greg Camp yeah yeah that and was Greg and Rick and Tom that's the the first time I saw you and then of course I remember you when you were first starting out and you would come to Knuckleheads and I would watch you with your water bottle standing in front of the stage looking at whoever was playing on stage and you were watching I think you were watching their hands you know and how they were playing the guitar and I was such a weirdo I know but I was <laughs> the so person standing with the water bottle at the bar but staring I, at hands I think you know, yeah. because you weren't 21 yet dear I don't think you were oh 20. I know and you know I, I I was really lucky you know I got to go into some really cool clubs you know and I get the big X on my hands coming and, and watch these different acts. And it's really, I learned so much about playing guitar that way, just by watching other people, you kind of pick up little things here and there and you're like, oh, okay, that's how that, that's how that happens. I mean, I learned that just from a- attending shows. Well, you know, if you're a non-musician like I am, I do not play. I 
I watch people's hands and watch them play the guitar, and I still don't understand how they're doing it. There seems to be a disconnect between what I see them doing physically and what's coming out of the speakers. It's just all pixie dust to me. I think it's amazing. And you've you've come so far in technical expertise that you have, and in, in not only playing, but the gear and, and all that stuff. It's been a wonderful thing to watch and to witness over the years, your progress. And we, we do feel some ownership and some pride in radio land that uh, we, you always have a home here, and this was your first radio home. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up next for you. You're going to get back out on the road. Killer Behind was your last CD. Have you got something in the can? Is there something that's coming we should know? You know, I got something in the works. I'm trying to be really careful because there's, you know, the record label. I'm with Rounder now, and they have, like, this order of operations that I, I really respect, and if they got to make the announcement for when the album's coming out. But I'll just say this. I was very busy during this pandemic, not with touring, but I still found a way to be productive. So, yeah, there's definitely there's something coming, and it's coming quick. I kind of remember that about Rounder. I had Ray Bonneville in here in the studio one time, and he had something in the can, and he says, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Don't ask me any questions about it. I'll get in trouble, and if you start asking me questions, I won't be able to be quiet. So let's move on to something You know else. what? I, I made the mistake. I'm like, it's not really a mistake. I mean, it's just, there's just, and it's with any record label, you know. They have announcements, and it, it, it's all timed well to get people excited, and I just start running my mouth the second I finish something and start telling people. So I have to be a little more cards a little closer to my chest here. But yeah, I mean, there's obviously, I did something, so we got something. <laughs> yeah, if you're just joining us, this is uh, Samantha Fish joining us on the radio. She's from right here in Kansas City, and she lives in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana now. She's back out on tour. She has a show tomorrow night in Springfield, Missouri. Where where are you going? How, how long are you going to be out on this particular leg? And you've got a new band. What's your lineup right now? Uh, I've got a Carl Boudreau on drums. He's, uh, he's from Gonzales, Louisiana. Ron Johnson on bass. He lives in New Orleans. He's originally from all over. <laughs> he's, he's incredible. He's an incredible bass player. And uh, Matt Wade joining us on the keys. We're going through Springfield, Des Moines, Omaha, Oklahoma City, Kentucky, Indianapolis. I, we're even making a stop in Kansas City for a special record store meet and greet. So be really? be looking out for that. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a couple, uh, hitting some record stores in Kansas City on the 16th. So, so be looking for that. Yeah, that's kind of, that's, you know, unusual. Samantha Fish, you're playing like festivals now and bigger venues and it's getting harder and harder to see you. So we'll be definitely uh, taking a look at that. You alluded to the fact that you've been really busy during the pandemic and I have found that a lot of musicians have been. They've been able to kind of take a break and, and take a breath and yeah. um, kind of reevaluate not only their lives, but maybe how they they produce, they generate their art. Has there yeah. kind of been any reevaluation on, on your part on how you're going to move forward, not only, you know, producing music, but how to tour and what kind yeah. of press you give? You give so many interviews and you I, I read a lot of your, or your interviews, listen to podcasts or whatever. Your, your day sounds pretty full all the time. And you know, that's it, it is sometimes and then you know there's days where I find time to just do nothing which I think is important you know for your own mental you know well-being but you know it, it was really strange Diana because I've I realized like I've only made albums and written albums from like hotel rooms and in between shows on the road like every you know since I started my career really just like every single record's been kind of made between shows and sleeping and hotels to be home for so long I've really just tried to channel all of my energy into writing and then okay today I'm going to be 
productive. But it was like there's pros and cons to each way because I, I, I got to say, sometimes those same four walls are not completely inspiring, being stuck in the same place day after day. So some days where I found it frustrating, but it was kind of nice to be able to just channel all my energy into creating music. And like, oh, now I got to run and do two weeks of touring here and I got to put this on the back burner and juggle everything. So I'm going to change my ways going forward because to be honest, I really miss the road. I love performing. That's why I do. That's why I think that's why a lot of people come up the way I did. That's why we do it, you know, because we love that energy from the crowd. But, you know, in the future, going forward, make albums. Maybe I'll try and carve out a little more time to just, like, be still. Because I think it was helpful in some ways. You've written so much on your own. I've kind of learned that you've been co-writing with some folks lately. Did you co-write with Parker Millsap? And who else might we know that you've been co-writing with? I co-wrote with, yeah, I did a song, uh, She Don't Live Around Here Anymore from the Killer Be Kind record with Parker. When I went to Nashville, Patrick Sweeney from the Killer Be Kind record, we did Watch It Die together. Jim McCormick is kind of my go-to long-time writing collaboration friend. And, and we've written a lot of songs together. A girl named uh, Katie Perlman, Kate Perlman from LA. She's written for Kelly Clarkson and had like really good pop sensibilities so I like to go to her and I, I really love collaboration I mean I love writing on my own and I, I kind of know when I start a song like I want to finish this on my own or you know what I want to get a, another perspective to come in and, and help me shape this thing you know I, I want to make sure I'm telling a really you know a story that is for everybody so sometimes it's good to bring other people in just to you know get a different perspective and I also learned a lot from co-writing like you see how you see someone else's process and it just it really opens your mind to different things you know it helps you get out of like a, if you're in a rut oh well, they, they come writing a song from this perspective and that's really cool you know well I think that it probably also helps you weed out what you don't like or what you don't want to do yeah. I, I don't understand how the writers in, in on music row that go to like work every day from nine to five in a room with two other songwriters and your goal for the day is to write three songs before you get out of here I and mean, that's yeah. that seems a little <laughs> sterile and, and forced to me but I would think that you know you're fronting this band your name's on everything it's a lot it's a lot of responsibility that falls on your shoulders if you can get some help with folks that you trust to help you generate the art that you're putting out there I, I'm glad that you found some people that can help you do that because it's it it must be hard. It must be hard to have. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it is. And, and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I, I feel like collaboration really lends itself to growth. You know, I, I'm always trying to grow as a songwriter and, and get better at the craft. I feel like that's um, a big part of that is just learning from other people. I, I feel like I'm taking, I'm, I'm still trying to grow as an artist. That's where collaboration is really good for me. But you know, sometimes you, sometimes you, you get there on your own too, and, and that's, a, that's a beautiful thing too. Well, it's a marathon, not a foot race. And yeah. you're only about 10 or so years into it. This is your vocation. This is who you are. And so it's not going to always be balls to the wall, touring all the time and stuff. The fact that you are, what's the word, diversifying, you know, how, how you get it done is going to help sustain you and ensure your success in the long run. Uh, for those that are listening, this is Samantha Fish. She's coming to Missouri tomorrow. She's got a show in Springfield. Let's let our listeners know, Sam, how best to access all things Samantha Fish. Well, I have a website, samanthafish.com, and then I'm on all the social medias. I'm on Facebook. Look for the blue check mark because there's some fakers out there, but I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I think I'm on I'm on TikTok now, so come on, TikTokers. Hello. Um, <laughs> YouTube is a good way to get acquainted with me if you haven't seen my music. I mean, we're all over the internet. Yeah. Who are you listening to right now? Have you got somebody you'd like to recommend that we may not know about that, that uh, some, um, some oh of the Oh my gosh. Who am I listening to right now? That's 
That is a tough one. I'd have to go into my Spotify to tell you. I mean, it's um, hard for me to answer that question. So it changes from day to day. But I'm, sometimes yeah. I'm really surprised at the answers I get as to what people are listening to okay, or so reading. Like, you know, If you're a reader, if there's a, a book you'd like to recommend. I, I'm looking at my most recent. I've got Drive-By Truckers, Patrick Sweeney, St. Vincent, her new record, Daddy's Home, and William Bell found this old record called Wow Bound to Happen, the reissue. Oh. Like that. That's what's on my most recent Spotify. Oh, and Nine Inch Nails. Hello. Um, <laughs> Um, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, dare, um, I, dare I say it's a tasty brew. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, thank, thank you so much for taking the time today to, to, to call us, especially during a Pledge Drive show. We so appreciate your support and your shout out to Kansas City. We're so very proud of you and wish you nothing but the best. And if you ever find yourself in Kansas City on a Friday between 10 a.m. and noon, you are more than <laughs> welcome to come in in person and, and uh, play some tunes on the acoustic or something like that. Oh, thank day. you. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. And I, um, I hope you guys raise a lot of money for the station. And I'm, I'm just so proud to be a part of the Kansas City music community and, and that you guys call me. And I, I, I love you all. So good luck and thank you. All right. Thanks, Samantha. We'll see you soon. Okay. Take care. All right. All right. Bye bye. This is Samantha Fish, American Dream. is a cunt. 